Hey, everybody, get ready for an informative episode from Parents' Rights in Education. I'm Suzanne Gallagher, and I'm looking forward to our time together. We stand and defend the fundamental rights of all parents to raise their children and firmly believe children belong to their families, not the state, not the teachers, the teachers' union, or any other bureaucrat. I invite you to visit our website, parentsrightsined.com. Sign up to receive our news alerts. Like our Facebook page. Join or form a Parents' Rights and Education affiliate chapter. Making your voice heard is always easier with others. Just grab a couple friends and you're there. We will help with training, information, branding, and contact referrals. Let's start a Facebook group for you. Submit the chapter inquiry form on our website, parentsrightsined.com. Hello and welcome to Parents' Rights Now. This is Suzanne Gallagher. This is part one of Southwest Washington Parents' Rights in Education, Referendum 90, Check to Reject. I'm going to give you a little bit of background uh, on Referendum 90. Many of you already know about it, but for those who don't, you need to be brought up to speed. Governor Jay Inslee, uh, Washington's governor, signed into law mandatory of comprehensive sexuality education, or ESSB 5395. Referendum 90 will place it on the November ballot, providing voters the right to repeal this very destructive law with a check to reject vote. Here's the ballot measure summary. The legislature enacted a law requiring all school districts to provide comprehensive sexual health education as defined beginning in 2021 to 2022 for grades 6 through 12, and in 2022 to 2023 for grades K through 5. Students must be excused from this program if parents so request. The curriculum must satisfy state standards. The content and frequency of providing comprehensive sexual health and education would vary by grade level and must include affirmative consent and bystander training. K through three instruction must be social emotional learning, which raises a red flag in itself. We have information about social emotional learning on our Parents' Rights in Education website. Already, the media spokesman review is calling parents out, saying their information is untrue. Jennifer Heine Withy and Don Seaver, Parents' Rights in Education, Southwest Washington, challenge the article with a compelling rebuttal. It has not been published by the paper yet. I will read it to you now. The Spokesman Review has joined the Comprehensive Sex Education Misinformation Campaign following in supporters' footsteps by providing information they want the public to have while ignoring inconvenient facts. While most parents want sex education for their children, they don't want CSE, and they are not synonymous 
According to the framework of the International Planned Parenthood Foundation, IPPF, who authored at least one curriculum on OSPI's list, our approach includes an emphasis on sexual expression, sexual fulfillment, and pleasure. This represents a shift away from methodologies that focus exclusively on the reproductive aspects of adolescent sexuality. OSPI's Sexual Health Education Program Supervisor, Lori Dills, stated that the optimal future of sex ed would be CSE that begins in kindergarten, is provided every year, and includes intensive instruction over a matter of weeks, if not the full year, weaving into it all sorts of content areas. While districts are not required to teach CSE to kindergartners, they can. The three R's, the only K-3 curriculum on OSPI's list, tells five-year-olds about a very sensitive area called the clitoris and also gives teachers discretion to teach them about the sex act. The controversial book on the fourth grade book list is still part of the curriculum. OSPI could have included instructions to remove that page when they updated their list in May, but of course, they chose not to. Your claim that districts are not allowed to include sex ed in other subjects is false. The bill stated it wasn't the legislature's intent to require sex ed be taught in other subjects, but it wasn't prohibited either. In fact, an amendment that would have prevented it was rejected. The FLASH curriculum includes suggestions at the end of most lessons for integrating the information into other subjects. Hmm. Yes, districts can choose which of the curricula on OSPI's list they want to use, but it's a hollow choice. The term pick your poison has never been more apt. Do you want the curriculum that calls your daughter a person with a uterus and ovaries or the one that will refer to her as a person with a vulva? And sure, they can create their own curriculum, but it will still have to conform with OSPI's CSE standards and be paid for at the district's expense because SB 5395 was an unfunded mandate. One district estimated that cost to be $232,000. And can we dispense with the notion that OSPI doesn't approve curricula? What exactly do you call it when they issue a requirement to choose a curriculum on their reviewed list or one nearly identical? No other subject in the state is held to this standard. And why have news organizations refused to print examples from the curricula? The three R's, the only K-12 curriculum on OSPI's list, and International Planned Parenthood Federations, it's all in one, are free and available online. Flash and other curricula samples are online. Why not share the flash birth control lessons that provide no failure rates or risks? The three R seventh grade lessons that tells kids bathing together and mutual masturbation are good ways for building a connection while avoiding STDs. 
the numerous role-playing exercises where one student tries to get another to consent to sex, the step-by-step description of an orgasm that's read to the students in a co-ed class, I might add, the sexting lesson that concludes by telling kids sexting is, quote, just another aspect of normal sexual behavior, unquote. Or how about the porn lesson that fails to disclose any of the harms of porn? Oh, by the way, that was another amendment that was rejected. Instead of repeating the tired claims that the curricula are age-appropriate and medically accurate, share actual examples and let parents make a fully informed decision on whether they want their children to receive this type of instruction. In an effort to show voters just what the OSPI is against, Parents' Rights in Education has created a series of informational documents highlighting amendments to SB 5395. By showing you these, it is so obvious what was rejected by the Democrats in the legislature. I'm going to describe about a dozen of the 200 amendments thrown out by the legislators who voted for this bill. For example, when Flash teaches condoms come in different sizes and shapes, thicknesses, materials, colors, Oh, and of course, flavors. And they also say all condoms sold in the United States meet safety standards. They don't teach condoms have a 13% failure rate. And there is no FDA-approved condom for anal sex. Amendment 1879 was rejected. That amendment read, excludes from the list of comprehensive sexual health curricula any curricula that require school employees to modify internet safety protocols to view videos or access materials that would otherwise be blocked. In other words, they're telling us that, Katie, bar the door, I mean, everything is welcome, and we will not block anything from our students. They also teach using technology respectfully and responsibly is part of the 10th grade three R's lesson. Advanced preparation tells the students, either download this video or ask your IT person at school to unblock this site for you to use in class. You must be kidding. When we call it public school porn, that's literal. Another significant amendment, amendment number 1992, was excluded, would exclude from the list of comprehensive sexual health education curricula any curricula that contain lessons or homework requiring students to watch videos or read materials that disenfranchise cultural or religious views protected under the Washington law against discrimination. For example, these are specific excerpts from the three R's curriculum that would be considered to discriminate against those families who have religious values. Quote, I clicked on the statement by Nimors 
and found that it's a children's healthcare system with no religious affiliation and a lot of health-related expertise. So I decided this was a reliable website. Quote, a guy has a very strong religious background. He's been having sex with his girlfriend, but after each time, he says he feels disgusting. His girlfriend tells him to get over it, unquote. And another, quote, no one has the right to tell someone else how they are supposed to express their gender. Society will continue to give messages, whether that's in the media or from family or cultural or religious groups, unquote. These examples show that it is CSE's goal is to change the culture away from religious values and mores by telling children that they should not pay any attention to their faith and what their parents teach them. There was another amendment, 1870, which was rejected. This amendment would have required the curriculum instruction, and materials to be biologically accurate. Here are some things to think about that are in the curriculum that are not biologically accurate. A flash curriculum says when a baby is born, the doctor usually says the baby is male or female, depending on the appearance of the baby's genitals. This is the baby's assigned sex. Assigned sex can be based on a person's genitals, reproductive organs, chromosomes, and hormones. Hmm. Uh, the assigned sex of people with XY chromosomes is usually male. And the assigned sex of people with XX chromosomes is usually female. Is that biologically accurate? We think not. By rejecting the amendment, the legislature disagrees. Remember I told you that there were over 200 amendments suggested uh, when this was being voted on in the legislature. And we're just sharing a few of them. I have two more. Uh, what these, um, going over these amendments does is it highlights what the legislature is refusing uh, to acknowledge, and that is that this curriculum um, introduces subjects that parents do not want their children to be exposed to. Another amendment, number 1755, which was rejected, states, any discussion of pornography in the curriculum instruction or materials must reference all of the potential risks associated with pornography, including addiction, disassociation from real intimacy, objectification of women, and normalizing violent and abusive behavior toward women. They didn't want this to be discussed? Wow. Rejected Amendment number 1779 states this, comprehensive sexual health education curriculum, materials, and instruction may be included only in the formal classroom instruction for comprehensive sexual health education and may not be integrated in other classes, courses, or subject matter. 
Well, the legislature didn't like hearing that because those who are involved in promoting this, Lori Dills, director of sex ed at a Planned Parenthood advance, stated CSE would start in kindergarten that's provided every year. It's intensive instruction weaving into all sorts of content areas. Romeo and Juliet, great opportunity to talk about consent. This is telling us legislators and administrators in the public school system want to have free reign to discuss sexuality in any class at any time without your knowledge or consent. In addition, even though they have an opt-out clause, what good is it if it is taught in every class at the teacher's discretion? I'm Suzanne Gallagher, and this is Parents' Rights Now. Please forward this to your friends. Do you know any parents who don't have any time to read lengthy emails? That's what the podcast is for. You have complete control over your access to this information, and you can share it. Share, share, share. Please send it to your friends and invite them to subscribe to Parents' Rights Now. Don't forget to register for the Northwest Safe Schools Summit, featuring Walt Heyer, Heidi St. John, Bernadette Broyles Esquire, and Rebecca Friedrichs. Check out events on our website. Parents' Rights in Education is a tax-deductible, non-profit organization. We rely solely on your contributions. Help stop sexualization of our students in public schools. Together, we can do this. See you next time to learn more about parents' rights now.